0: The connection between what what they're what's on the screen and how they wanna affect their audience. They, uh, many times, and this is just a basic thing, it's a structure that they're missing. The connection emotionally, and then the reinforcement with the basic data and things. A lot of people like to tell words and put up equations and, and stats and facts, but if you can't connect with the audience early, it's hard to get them to use those stats to reinforce their decision.
1: mike i'm glad to see your head's popping again last couple episodes we were on your head was a little drawn down happy new it was year it's the end of
2: the year it's the end of the year too busy not enough sleep
1: yeah now it's the new year too busy not yeah. enough sleep
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> what have you done for me lately
1: that's right no kidding no kidding 22 got started fast holy cow well we're gonna have some fun today because mike it's been a little while but we got a guest Yep. let's go ahead and welcome on james welcome to the uh, black line podcast tell us uh Tell us and our however many listeners we have today who you are and how you ended up here.
0: Yeah, my name's James Entra. I've been uh, doing presentations since the CD ROM days. I've uh, done exhibits in Epcot Center, help every one of the big media companies, ABC, NBC, Warner brother sell their advertising through presentations. Through the years, we learned a lot of techniques and how people are to digest information, and we've developed it into a whole strategy we call presentation management that helps a big enterprise communicate through presentations.
1: Presentation management. Cool. So, um, wow, I was going to get, I was going to get started in one direction, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, you brought back some old memories and actually, so I take everything from a sales perspective <laughs> yep. and you know, what I think didn't get credit for the greatest training ground of salespeople in the history of sales. Was selling yellow page ads.
0: Oh yeah, that was core. It was it was right at the the base of sales. Everyone's in there. You can hook anyone you want because at the time, if you weren't in there, you you weren't. And uh, yes, for, yeah. so Mike, yellow pages. Did you is, did you? I know Mike, what the yellow pages Mike, are. My yellow pages actually.
1: You call it Google now. Yeah, it was like a it was like a uh, big paper thing. Of I, I, I know
2: I know what the yellow pages are, but did you actually sell yellow page ads? No, though? I never
1: sold yellow page ads, but I actually did some training. I okay. trained um, a couple uh, a couple yellow page books because you know, like they got all broken up as part of the whole um, AT and T breakup. But I'll tell you, you had right. to learn, you had to develop some business acumen because you had to go in and you had to talk about how you're going ger- to generate revenue. And typically you had to talk to somebody that paid attention to what people were spending. So you had to understand the cost side. You had to be able to weave a story, talk a little bit about graphics, because if all they did was put a small little, so basically you covered all the ground, you had to walk in cold, mm-hmm. grow an account. Like it literally taught you everything about sales. And by the way, I've never hired somebody and I probably hired about 15 people that at some point worked um, in yellow page or something equivalent. Uh, I've never hired somebody that 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 sold yellow page ads for more than two years that didn't work out as a salesperson. How about that?
0: Interesting. I, I, I have a similar analogy. It's if I gave you ten T-shirts and you can't walk out into a crowd and sell them, you you really haven't had the experience of straight up sales. There
1: you go. Oh yeah. Oh, I had absolutely. a T-shirt. Now everybody wants to talk about college.
2: attribution and you know how do how do I attribute it? How here's, do you attribute something to a yellow page ad?
1: Here's my attribution. I emotional. made a quick. I made a quick T-shirt for the for foreigner, and I walked through the parking lot of Capitol Center after the uh, after the show. So anyone who didn't want to spend forty bucks on a T-shirt could buy mine for thirteen.
0: Yeah, I I I made a thousand T-shirts like that through my day.
1: I bet. I bet.
0: I, me-
1: so anyway, so let's get to the let's get to the really uh, I think the interesting part of the show. Um, if I can sum up. Did a little bit of research before, uh, before the show started. and um, So you think presentations suck today. Yeah. That's my takeaway.
0: Yeah. People waste a lot of time. They waste a lot of money. They, they, they don't focus on what's right, which is the client, and be able to communicate to them. And it becomes hell in a way. How many times have you gone through your script through your head only to have it change up when you walk in there?
1: So why do presentations suck so bad? I don't disagree that they suck bad, but because why people do people don't suck so
0: know bad. the connection between what what they're what's on the screen and how they want to affect their audience? They uh, many times, and this is just a basic thing, it's a structure that they're missing, the connection emotionally, and then the reinforcement with the basic data and things. A lot of people like to tell words and put up equations and and stats and facts, but if you can't connect with the audience early it's hard to get them to use those stats to reinforce their decision. You were saying with the phone book, you had to walk into the local plumber and make a connection with them, why it was relevant to them. Why that person at home has a leaky pipe and that yellow pages happens to be in the drawer next to them and that's their savior. And once you made that mental connection, it's not whether he's gonna be there or not, it's how big are they gonna be there? Are they gonna compete with their, and you're choosing, is it an ad or a regular words? And, and that is more of a a storytelling structure that I think is kind of missed today. People just try to want to get their stuff out there, and they miss that they're telling a story. So it, it, is storytelling and
1: presentation,
0: are they synonyms or are they different? Um, I think they're very much the same. I mean, if you, if, if you go back in history, storytelling and presentations, a presentation was a, a written word on a cave wall. A presentation was in a media- medieval church with stained glass windows, telling which the populace was mostly illiterate, the story of that religion and how it progressed through the light through the window, like your, your screen you look at is illuminated right now. Every university is built around lecture halls, which used to be a chalkboard and now is presentation. A lot of people just talk. It's very critical to communication through, through the ages, yet... As far as a communications net medium, it's never been really studied properly. It's almost like everyone's out on their own, and you're your own silo. And if you had a good presentation, you copy and paste and use that one over and over again. So, like, so my take is,
1: I mean, I think storytelling's embedded in presentation, but yeah. I would say that they're different things. Okay, why? Um, I, I guess I'm a fan of operationalizing things, so I, I, I kind of kind of fall into the "It may be true, but what good is it doing me?" So like, for example, I know your company, uh, Shuffler, and you'll tell us a little bit about it at the end. So people can get in contact with you. But like, you know, you're, uh, I mean, I'm gonna say something really trite, you're reinventing the deck, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and you kind of said, you know, presentation back in, the, you know, was was a uh, drawing on a cave. And and, yeah. and and so like that, like that, there's the physical component of the deck right, the presentation, the, you know, and, and and so that has a, that's kind of the deliverable element of it, or whereas storytelling is, um, I mean, I'm talking to my, um, I'm talking to my, as a matter of fact, I'm talking to my team during, during our all hands, you know, our weekly all hands meeting, and, and, you know, we're going through a tremendous growth spurt, and, you know, I already know that, that you know there's an area where i'm going to be really really focused on because i know it's crucial for us to be able to to get through our next inflection point if mm-hmm. you will and 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 some of it is going to like it's going to cause us to feel bad right because it's an area yep. where it's around communication and and really you know lightening cognitive load by the way how's that for you know getting people really excited um <laughs> we're going to talk about cognitive load and, and you know so so it it, it 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 could come of you know a i could have gone in around talking about cognitive load um, which of course everyone would have nodded like they said, Oh yeah, Doug, I get what you're saying. And, and it would have gone nowhere. It could have come across as negative. L- listen, God damn it. We're putting things on Slack that should be going in this right. It could be that, or it could be woven in to the overall story that we're telling ourselves as the organization to our culture, you know, to how, look, you know, this is the bumpiness, the bumpiness is part of the ride, et cetera. So they like, I had to craft a story, mm-hmm. but, I, but I wouldn't say what I did was a presentation. Right. It's like, that's kind of where my, uh, you know, well, I, like there was I an informal, there was an informality. Like once you go to, for me, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but it's my show. Okay. So I get to do that. Right. Um, <laughs>
2: Your show. It, so is, it, is it the story it? or is it the tool? You know, it's well, there's it, so it's like the informal response. Weave
0: in with each other. They use the they they both actually rely on each other. Something you said is every every component you spoke about was an emotion. It was a feeling. You said, do they feel mad? Do they feel angry? Do they feel in? Sure. And we kind of I kind of look at it like every presentation is a story and every slide is a scene. And if you have a scene and let's say I was, uh, you know, Scorsese and making fellas. They have he wouldn't put a scene on on the screen if he didn't know how you felt about Joe Pesci and what you thought they were going to do. And, um, um, and. And telling the message of what's going on, like he's eating lasagna with his mother while the guy's banging in the trunk, you know, the depravity in the background, both of them caused you feeling and they were both presentation. Yes, the film, the film and stuff was the mechanics of it. But he brought you through a story and that story was the journey. And when you as a human being are brought through a journey, you feel complete in some ways. You you know what I mean? There's you feel sad. You feel happy. He's depraved. He loves his mother. Oh, my God, he saved a cat in the tree. And, you know, and every presentation is a story in a way. So they kind of build on each other. So, so now let's, well, actually, you know what? Let me go. Whose fault is it? The, was the called,
1: presentations and stories and every, the presentation so of,
0: of a powerpoint a little bit it's just mechanical the need to just get it up there and go and and people feel i think i think this, they fear creativity because it can flop and that's where you go into the emotional connection there's a little bit of uh, wovenness from it yeah you can get what you need is is isn't powerpoint kind of the
1: I don't. I don't know what the like. We blame PowerPoint. Everyone says it's because of PowerPoint. But didn't didn't presentations and storytelling suck before PowerPoint?
0: Yeah, but they were they were weeded out better. Their best storytellers was like your grandfather after after dinner. Other people weeded out of it. PowerPoint forced every person in the company to put a slideshow together. And if you couldn't do the slideshow or work it, you might not be able to sell your product anymore. It turned. Uh, and it started from the base white background with a black text and it grew to the point where it's much better but on the web nowadays everything's so video and moving and entertaining how can you pretend to just use block slides and stuff like that when people are trained to see 22 videos in like 15 seconds scrolling through on facebook there's a different attention span and somehow that that balance of presentation makes it work but, but, th- but that would make the argument that storytelling is better today, that, we, that we've yeah. made
1: improvements.
0: I think it is. And well, in a way, the mechanics allowed it to be better. It's almost like consider building. In the early days of building, they had rudimentary tools and just wood and stuff. And as time went by, they developed concretes and, and, and linoleums and roofing. And now homes are like a work of art with technology that's so good that it's actually a fashion statement presentations have gone through the same thing where PowerPoint was just nuts and bolts. Oh my God, I can get it on the screen earlier. I don't have to do a slide and a Kodak and paint something on a screen. And and they just march their way better to the point where people are presenting on YouTube. This is a presentation right now. It's full video at this point. The whole concept of a podcast is not much more than a presentation slideshow. And it's technology has caught up to a lot of the, the ways we communicate that way. I guess. I think a good analogy I'll, I'll kind of throw out there is we do, we consider it slide libraries, like a library of slides that you pick the pre- slides and you put them in different orders. But we all have a phone. On your phone, you have maybe thousands of pictures. They're already organized into chapters of your life, like favorites, your trip to Florida, the, you know, uh, the, it's chronologically, it's matched your face. This is you with your son. And if you run into someone and say, hey, you're going to Disney World, I can pull up a picture and bring that up. Say, yeah, I was there with my son last month. That's a presentation on your screen, full screen, reinforcing the conversation. That presentation is now in a basic everyday conversation. We don't even realize it. If you can act that way in a business environment where they aren't your photos that you know all about, but they're your slides for your business and they're curated and designed in such a way that marketing actually published them right, then everyone on your team can be, pointing and pitching towards the same horizon and telling the same emotional message or moving your audience along the, along the course. And everyone becomes better presenters because the technology is getting better.
2: So one of the, one of the things I'd, I'd, I'd love your opinion on, and I, and I totally get what you're saying. Like one of the things that we really got involved with in tech sales, and I still think this is probably your best tech salespeople that are out there. That are more in kind of like that enterprise space. Mm -hmm. They don't. They they may use a presentation as kind of a leave behind, but they don't walk in there and say, "Hey, you know, can I get on this slide projector?" No, they go. They go to the whiteboard because it's a it's it's better storytelling. It's better interactivity. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna call bullshit on
2: that. What's that? I'm gonna call
1: bullshit
0: on that. The CEO that's completely fine. The CEO works that way, but not everyone can perform that way.
1: Well, I definitely don't know that I go, but then I'm buying that the CEO works that way. I understand what you're saying, but um... no.
0: I, what, what what I'm saying is the CEO generally is the best presenter for the product of the entire company. The CEO should be able to walk on a stage and and articulate, motivate, communicate, and have everyone know what they're talking about. That what, is great presentation. What 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 type of company are we talking about here? For me, just about any company. When you talk about the CEO, the person who ultimately they're they're the best salesperson for the company. They should be. They should be the best communicator, the best pointer to the horizon and telling you where everyone's going and we're all on the team. And that's all about communication, which sometimes is presentation. Sometimes it's just animated words and communicating and such storytelling. I mean, Ronald Reagan never used anything and he never even moved, but he was the great communicator. That was presentation. So,
1: I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty good presenter, Um, (laughs) but You know, like I hear Simon Sinek get up and he says, you know, it. and I agree with Simon on this, by the way, although I I actually disagree. You start with why you actually start with who, but that's a story for another day. Um, You know, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And then he goes on to tell us the story of, you know, Apple. And he tells us the story of Southwest, two transformational companies, right? Amazing. You know, you, you got on, you started talking about storytelling and you told us about Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest directors writers storytellers in the history of the world transformational um we talk about ronald reagan transformational okay i'm sorry every company's not apple every company shouldn't shouldn't position apple every you know let's take the single outlier i mean probably the greatest storyteller in the history of business at least modern business is steve jobs Mm -hmm. you know what can you learn from steve jobs you know the truth is you can't really learn a whole lot from steve jobs because it's like saying what can you learn about investing from warren buffett yeah i can put my list together but everyone leaves out the fact that warren buffett has a brain that can do calculations and and things like that in in a nanosecond so I mean, Mike. You and I can—I mean, we can think of a hundred companies off the top of our head where the CEO runs a good company. But I would argue they're not the best salesperson for the company. As a matter of fact, their biggest problem is—is they can't really—they can't sell their company. So,
0: so let's kind of bring this down to—I would never hire a CEO who couldn't sell the company they work for. Personally, well, that basic concept. So,
1: so, so hold on a second, because right now you just went to in the statement that you just made. You just eliminated roughly 95% of the businesses in the world
0: it, okay. because 95% they, of the
1: bit, hold on. No, wait, let me finish. Cause 95% of the businesses in the world don't hire a CEO.
0: That's because the CEO builds it. And if you build it, you have to sell it. And when you build it, every step is a sales and every block that, is another sales. That doesn't, that does not mean you're the best it.
1: salesperson. That does not mean you're the best salesperson for, in, in your company. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, that doesn't mean that. As a matter of fact, that's yeah. that's one of the things that, that that I think. What do you think, Mike?
2: You you're. Yeah, you're no, into, I mean um, I, I I would agree with what you're saying, Doug, because otherwise that becomes the biggest bottleneck in the world.
0: Is well, it doesn't know. it doesn't mean they're the only salesperson, but they should be the most inspirational. They should be the leader of all sales. They should be the representative of that, and especially if they're someone who built a company from scratch and up every block that was put in place, they architected and sold so, that sailed and fit it in and, and made it better and better. And there's other people so you know, who resell that afterwards and they might be so you know better what, along the way, but you know, you know what, you know what, I, I understand what you're saying.
1: And, and I'll, so CEOs who, you know, who found their company, they build it, they find their way to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, I mean, my business used to specialize in hiring your first salesperson. Um, and, and the problem is that the CEO doesn't sell in a, in a repeatable, sustainable way. The CEO yeah, sells in, okay, so, so,
0: so now how do we take it
1: from Perfect. that?
0: We call it structured storytelling. When the people in your company understand the techniques of structuring your slides, what you're looking to get at. I'm going See, back to I the slide a... of scene. Oh, hang on, hang on, just give me a minute. I'll just make it very simple. The structure is connect with them emotionally early and then follow up with facts and data because they will use those facts and data to reinforce the emotional sale they made. You spoke about connecting with them earlier, you said the why Simon said about the why that's how you connect to them. Why is the why are we here because the, the floor is leaking and what is what am I showing dripping water and I'm a plumber. And therefore that's no, but, the why. but see hold now on. Let me hold on, you, James, James, hold on. Sorry, sorry, because that's the what. Yeah. But but people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So so yeah, your that's...
1: your why, what you said was the why is the what
0: in, in, at least oh, in the well, house. Sorry I, if saying... I said what. What I'm saying is the emotional connection is the why. That's the first thing to get out the door. Whatever. So the it might flo- be. so the
1: floor is leaking. What's the why?
0: The why is your your house is gonna, gonna cost a lot of money with all the damage. No, now, that's the mo- what. Well, that's the motivation. So that's why do motivation. I hire
1: plumber A versus plumber B? Because they're both going to fix the leak.
0: Well, it causes out that the plumber, plumber, oh, you're talking between plumber A and B, which one's going to sell it better? Who's going to connect with that audience that I'm going to solve the why? Let me give an example of someone that's on a high level that I worked with in the past. Is that okay with a real life have case? Yep. Um, Told you we were going to have fun on the show. We made, we made presentations <laughs> for NBC. And they were selling Olympic advertising. And I was a young salesman at the time on the thing. And they were talking about how do we get a $2 billion endorsement versus a $1 billion endorsement? And they boiled it down to give them the Muhammad Ali video. What does that mean? And the Atlanta Olympics, Muhammad Ali lit the the flame. And he was shaking with Parkinson's and the dichotomy of this great warrior, great athlete doing everything he can to light that was so inspirational that when they played that video to start off the sales pitch that was going to follow up with metrics and numbers and household people watching and who drives Jaguars and buys Lay's potato chips he they already had them that this is a moment beyond nuts and bolts invoicing and they connected emotionally
1: so so James I think you're probably not going to like me when we're done because I'm not being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative Um, I understand what you're saying. And and I agree with it. I I, I know from working in the field. And and again, you know, I I live in in mid market, right? So I'm not I'm not working with the NBCs of the world, etc. And and I've been in that space my entire life, and, I, and I'd and i read about what GE did, and I'd read about what Apple would do, and I'd learn this, and I'd hear that. And and again, no one would ever mention it when they talked about Jack Welch's strategy that GE also issued $2.4 billion worth of bonds at 1.3% interest. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? If I could raise $2.3 million at 1.3%, I could probably do a few things that I can't do right now mm-hmm. as a okay. – so so you talk about NBC, you talk about the Olympics, you talk about Muhammad Ali, again, I get the whole thing about emotion, inspiration, etc. But you also left one thing out. And that is, well, you have what I would always want as a seller or a positioner. And that is there is only one Olympics it only happens every four years. It there there's no other competition to it. And so Yep, I get it. I, I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Exactly. So now bring that down to me that that I run a, I know, let's say I have a, a company that works behind a marketing automation tool that enables, I don't know, my email to get delivered at at the time that people are most likely to like, so, so kind of take that concept and, and make it more operational. By the way, were you lo- The reason you saw me grimace mm-hmm. was when you said it's how you structure the slides. And that's where I'm like the story. So like you're I'm story first slides last. And I'm a huge fan of slides.
2: But I am sorry, I can, I I can attribute I, I can concur with that. Doug is a big, 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 big fan of slides.
1: And I'm going to get back to your whiteboard. I'm gonna tell you why I yeah. called bullshit on that. But that, that's, but fine. So, that's fine. So, so, so take that because because like, I would get inspired by that. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, and then I'd start trying to apply it. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't fucking have Muhammad Ali, oh, well, lighten yeah. the flame for my travel consulting company.
0: So How this works, and I'm going to go a little bit to the structure of presentation management and stuff, the basic philosophy of it and why this fits into it is um, presentations are flat and linear. I'm going to show you 10 slides. We're going to talk for 20 minutes. I'm going to go one, two, three. Don't talk about seven until I get there. In in a presentation management environment, you might have 300 slides that tell your whole company story, who you are, what you do, how you do it. The history of the company is seven slides. Your London office is 15 slides with a video. Your approvals with the FDA include PDFs and things like that. And if they're all formatted to present, it's a slide library. And if someone sat through first slide to 250, they might be bored and their eyes pop out, but they'll know everything about your company. It's a published library. When you have a published library to choose from, you're not being a Mozart on design on your PC, you go and pick them like items out of Amazon. Those slides were made by your marketing department. They're designed to be pointing to the same horizon. You then add the wrappers around it. Welcome, Dr. Schwartz. We're gonna talk about Girl Scout cookies and whatever's relevant to that meeting, but 80, 90% of your slides are designed and built by marketing published in such a way that when you use them, they have data of what you said, when you said it, and you start getting this communication tool that gets better and better, where each slide is a scene. And if that scene is used when you close deals mostly, let's add some animation to it. Maybe it requires a video. Maybe that's how you really connect with your audience because you now have the logic of who's using what slides in what order and what the results were of those sales. And that's the basic premise of presentation management. So when I start talking about slides and scenes and you can do that, we're curating the scenes over time so that they better communicate out in the field. And then your people using them become better communicators because quite frankly, the best marketing people are doing slides. And if you're learning and you have a great slide, you perform better. Then you don't have the slide and you give the same message because you've said it over and over again and it becomes part of the training. And, and it's just a balance between the two. And we've, we've found that in many big companies so far,
1: by the way, you want to know the greatest invention that PowerPoint ever had for PowerPoint, what the B button,
0: the, the B, B key,
1: B is boy, no
0: B control B.
1: No, not it control just... B just B when you're given your presentation, you hit B. You know what that does? No, what turns the screen off.
0: Oh, right. Yeah
1: most powerful thing I ever did is you learn when do you show because I think the biggest presentation mistake that gets made with decks is that is that the PowerPoints on all the time. Yeah. Right. Turn the PowerPoint off. You turn it on, you turn it off, turn it on. Anyway, sorry, side. note. I
0: I, I actually agree with that because you can lose the attention and you can draw the, the attention of the audience back to you as opposed to letting them drain off. Well, you know, the the thing that
1: always used to crack me up was you'd go into a room, someone would have a projector, you turn the lights on low, there there this thing would be sliding and the voice would be off in the corner in the dark that no one could see, and you're mm-hmm. trying to build trust. Um, yeah. So, I I think you know another mistake that happens. I think people I think people use slides to tell the story, when slides should augment Support and complement the story. The storyteller story yep. should be the star. So I think we agree there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so
0: I'm going on. on, Let me take that uh, another point. There's another point is when you're you're curating your slides, you can also consider who is the hero of those slides. Is it your product? Is it the salesperson? If it's a story, what you know, when you look at that one, is it the client, right? It should always
1: be the customer, the customer is
0: slide fits in different ways, you might use the customer seven pages, and one shows the product saving the flood, and then go back to the customer because you're bringing them on the journey of why they want to be involved with you.
1: I, I I go to this school of the customer is always Luke Skywalker. You and your product are always Yoda.
0: Okay. I buy that. It's work. Hey, it worked for George Lucas. He <laughs> he's doing okay. He's doing okay. He was selling okay. Homer's Iliad in the Odyssey, basically he, in space as opposed to in Greece. <laughs> he 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 I
1: think he sold the first one as basically it's a Western in space. He never claimed yeah. that he was inventing anything new.
0: No, no, it's excellent. Beautiful storytelling.
1: So, so by the way, I'm, I'm all in on, on, I mean, I, I would call it a slide library. You call it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I forgot what you call it, but um, shuffler
0: presentation management slide yeah. library.
1: Um, and, and, and sometime later we'll talk about it. Cause Lord knows I've had, I, I, I think I've had a project for 18 years to build my slide library. Yeah. Um, but like one, one of the places Let's go back a little bit where we, where we blame cr- crappy storytelling on, on PowerPoint. Okay. And, and, and I mean, I, I pointed out, I I think businesses had major storytelling problems before there was PowerPoint, yep. but, but I do know one of the places where PowerPoint um, it's both a tremendous help and a hurt. As a matter of fact, I remember when PowerPoint first came out and I was like, I was able to change what I wanted to say Remember, I was like, I was speaking somewhere where, you know, it, multiple people were speaking and someone had said something. And so I, li- I changed my slide, you know, 10 minutes before I went on, that brought into account what someone had or said. Something. Right? Whatever. Right. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, wow, that was awesome. Cause I mean, I, I used to have to figure out what I was going to say, turn it over to apartment to turn it into laminates to do, yep. you
0: know, you're talking all, all this about stuff. a big problem, by the way.
1: Well, you know, here, on, on an episode a while back when we were talking about tech and this whole no code, you know, move to no code, um, you know, chief martech, our friends, you know, our friend chief martech Scott, um, in, in the report he had, he actually referred to PowerPoint. I thought this was brilliant as the first no code software. Um, okay. And which was, you know, if you look at it through that lens, it's like, oh, hey, wow. I'll buy that but, description. But, you know, one of the reasons, like, why is email worse today than it was? 25 years ago, because it was harder to send email 25 years ago. Yeah. Right. And and so one of the reasons that so many PowerPoints suck is because it's so damn easy to put them together. When you had sure. to plan it out and it had a cost and by the way, PowerPoint's free. I on my computer and I update my slides. When I had to put this together, turn it over to a graphic arts department, to then turn it over to a print department, to then turn it over to a manual, to then put it here, right? I mean, it had a cost. So you made damn sure that, that there was something worth
0: doing, right? You're showing your age of teasing. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, there uh, with you. I did the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. learned on the same and, ropes.
1: <laughs> and, and like, I mean, I see, cause we, you know, we deal more and more, more and more with implementation on, on tech mm-hmm. and as tech gets easier and easier to implement, we actually create more and more problems because you yeah. know, see, I'm again, I'm, so, so one of the, th- like you asked me, what's the difference between storytelling and presentation? Presentation, there's a formula to a presentation, and the formula is linear. There's check boxes. Did you do this? Like all the things that you said, I could have check boxes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Chat,
0: chat, chat,
1: chat. And it can still suck.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it, brings up a, a different concept that's available because of having that slide library I spoke about. You spoke about all the production that goes into it. When there's a published slide library, there's appropriate people to make those slides good. But more importantly, the person who uses it is out the door in five minutes with 90% of their presentation looking sharp and then can just do the extra pieces on the side and end that's relevant to them. And suddenly 300 people selling on your behalf are saving two or three hours just in the creation process for every new meeting.
1: And they sound like a bunch of bots as a result.
0: No. Nope. The The way it works is it's where the presentation follows the conversation. The presentation doesn't force the conversation with a linear presentation. When you have a slide library, much like my analogy- So you're saying I show up with 300 slides and I'm- They're always available in your slide library. I only picked seven or 10 I was planning to do. On slide three, you told me- I didn't know you had a London office. Well, there's a slide on that. And as fast as you say London office, I can see it right on the side and pull it up and click it and have that be the next slide. And the London office says, we also have a printing press. And I go to the next slide that goes into the printing press. I exhaust that issue because that's when communication so then, happens. So now and I hit their boomer and I come back to where I left off. So where's the story? It turns into communication. You start with a story You get the direction, but when you start really engaging with your client and they're asking questions, wow, I'm interested in this specifically. If I knew exactly what we were gonna talk about today, I probably wouldn't need to talk about anything today. If I knew yesterday to plan out our conversation today, I would be brilliant, but I didn't. We got into a conversation and we started going different areas and it was interactive. We're earning trust. You're showing me your expertise. I show you mine. We go into uncharted waters. And we might come to a decision. We might be better friends because of it. And when I have information to reinforce it, because you brought up something that I need to clarify that makes my case, and I know there's a slide on it. Let me just show you that picture in Disneyland with my kid. It's right here on my phone. It takes a second and a half. So the you're kind of giving me a little follows the conversation.
1: You're kind of giving me a little PTSD. I'm, I'm, I'm having really bad flashbacks to being brought over to my parents' friend's house to sit down and watch the slideshow.
0: But that's not what's going on. I, I keep going back to we're having a conversation, you bring up something. We I was at the same bar with you last night. Gee whiz, here's a picture. That's but, but see a okay so- co- conversation. If I instead of the pictures on my phone to tell a story with my, my grandmother or whatever were actual business pictures. I wouldn't have to start a presentation. We can start talking and you can say, you know, I'm interested in London. And as fast as you say it, let me reinforce it with some knowledge. And I'll keep talking to you because the knowledge is smarter than me. And you can read that. It changes the the cr- presentation being a crutch to a presentation that reinforces hold your on. conversation.
1: Wait, hold on. You just, I, I feel like you, I feel like you kind of contradicted yourself a second ago. I did. I'm going to let you read that <laughs> because it because no, the knowledge is on the slide more than I can explain it, but it's
0: not a crutch. Isn't that the definition of a crutch? It reinforces it. When I say it's a crutch, I have to lean on it to make it right. Here I'm looking you in the eyes and that becomes a support mechanism. I don't I'm, it doesn't have to be there, but it reinforces what's going on. It's, I mean, I, it's, I think
1: part of this is there's the context of when the con- – what's your what's your take, Mike? I don't want to – like, what's your take? Yeah, Mike. No, no. I
0: mean, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm enjoying the, the, the this this conversation. I mean, I, I agree. Like, it, my, one of the challenges – and again, presentations certainly have their place. But yeah. I do feel in the storytelling – if we're going back to storytelling, in a lot of instances, it becomes it, – it truly does become a crutch.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, wait,
1: hold on. Wait. Wait. You said if we're going back to storytelling – now you totally lost me. Awesome. Where are you, Mike?
2: Well, no, no, no. If I if I'm telling a story, and I'm I'm acting in a in a, in a certain scenario, and I've got this thing behind me, I, I and and I get caught or anything like I, I just get stopped for words. I'm gonna continue to go. I'm gonna use that as my crutch. That's the challenge I've always had. So you're not storytelling, thing.
0: right? But- in a way is, the crutch, it brings the, they work hand in hand. They're, they're not work independent of each other. Um, the key here is, am I looking you in the eyes or am I looking up at my screen and reading the words and hoping you're understanding what you're looking at? Am I communicating with you or is my story reinforcing what's going on? I mean, the greatest communicators, the politicians and stuff, they just stand at a podium and talk. Teachers and lecturers have slides and they go off and talk and come back, but it becomes a, a dance. It becomes an art form in a way. I mean, convincing. Okay, hold on, we're, storytellers, we're I
1: throw a lot of analogies and I'm now overwhelmed by analogy. So I need to unwind this. Um,
0: <laughs> no, that's good with me. What,
1: what's our plot? Where are we? What's our plot? I, I, I don't know. Like, where are we? We're at about 40 minutes, I think. I think yeah, that was good. Touche. Um, no, I mean like, where are we? Like what, what, I'm sure people are listening and going, hey, wow, this is entertaining, but I have no idea what they're
0: talking about. Um, let, let let's. I'll, I'll d- bring it back. We're talking about the balance between presenting with slides, presenting as a person just in front of a podium, and the dance between how you're supported by the slides or whether the supplies slides are supporting you and how that comes off as storytelling.
1: So, so are we talking about presentation to like one to many? Is that is that what this in any is? Or
0: environment one to many on a Zoom call? It we used to do a lot of con, uh, convention type business where presentations are lined up in twenty different rooms, but today it's much more Zoom. Here's one to three, so, and someone else's. and we're going to have so, hundreds, if not thousands, of viewers on it. So let me ask you this: So when when we're back at inbound, when we're what? I'm in- sorry. When we're back at
1: inbound, okay. When when we're allowed to actually go to Boston Convention Center again, and and Mike's sitting in the front row because he's excited to hear what I have to say in in, in this session,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: right? Mike, you've liked my presentation.
2: Oh uh, no, no, absolutely, uh, hands down, hands down. Are,
1: are
0: are you suggesting I should have three hundred slides and? This is what I'm suggesting. You have a library for your company. You planned on 17 slides for your 30, 30 minute pitch in front of a thousand people. You have five minutes for discussion afterwards. You go through your pitch because everyone's there. When it gets towards the end, much like right here, someone could tag into the presentation. They could ask a question on their phone and it comes up to him, that person on this, up on stage, and goes, oh, there's a question about, and I use the London office again, He has that slide right there. He just touches it like it's a picture and it comes up on the screen and he can answer a one-on-one question with someone in the audience of a hundred people. Exhaust that question like a a talk show host goes to someone else. They ask a question right now, only the person can talk and answer the question. Suppose you asked a question and I talk it. And at the same time, some more detail comes up behind me that further convinces you that what I'm saying is right. I'm, I'm now controlling an entire audience with a one-to-one conversation because I have a slide library behind it, AI, and we call it predictive slides. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I want to, I want to circle to something
1: because I, I want to, I don't know if we're controlling it, but wait, so you just, so, and, and, and it's okay if you're getting a little bit into your product here, if, if yes. I'm understanding what you're saying is your product is like, I don't have to find, cause you said, oh, the london office and by the way if anyone shows a picture of their freaking london office in a presentation (laughs) i will come over and shoot them in the head but um but i understand your point i didn't you know um but it will it will say here's the four slides that you could use that are on this point is that what you're saying that your system does
0: yes okay okay so so there's search for content and things if you said purple gorilla as fast as that, I can say, "Oh, it was in speaker notes." Hit the speaker note tab, and it'll show me the slide that okay. had the word "purple gorilla" slide fifty-three of this presentation. So, and if I touch it, it's on the screen. So, and this- so, so now I
1: understand what you mean. Because I was going to say, "Well, I would call that presentation management," and I, I think that's what you. Management. I think that's what you call your. Um,
0: Actually, how about that? It- it, it's, it's, it's a whole discipline. And personally, I believe almost every company in the world will be implementing something like this in the next two or three years. Oh, sure. They will, because. because yeah. Whether it makes it's it my easy. product or other ones, it's just, right, no, actually, because, because is not it, to the point where you can actually do this type of stuff. Well,
1: yeah, they're going to implement it because it makes it easy. It makes everything more efficient.
0: Well, think of it this way. If you, if you mumble diapers in front of your phone, you're, you're, you're going to get ads for, for a baby cribs five minutes later. Why can't slides come up that quickly in a conversation?
1: Right. It's going to make things easier. It's going to make things more efficient. Mm-hmm.
0: Like here, Here's an example. I'll give an example to a client, a cable company. He's not
1: letting me get to the punchline,
0: but go on. Go, do it. Lay no, it no, no, no.
1: Tell me. Don't tell
0: me. All right. This is just a business thing. Basically, um, a company put out Nielsen ratings and built hundreds of slides every week. So every day in every market, Rochester, Cincinnati, New York, Miami, they had the overnights in the numbers. They made thousands of slides. They realized that it didn't make any difference to them because the numbers are taken right to the invoice, and all they cared about is the emotional sale. What happened on the NBA finals last night? And if I bought it for thirty dollars an ad, I would have gotten a forty-five dollar value. But what I'm talking about is the content being updated and finding out the value equation of what's being used. We're, Go back. To we're we're, were going to
1: have we're, we're going to have a later conversation and I'm going to put a rule on you that you're not allowed to use a media company as an example. Okay. Um, Fair um enough. but and, and, and by the way, one of the reasons for that is the underlying principle of just about every media company is selling scarcity. Okay. Um, so, 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 How about so a cruise lines, <laughs> but, but uh, then I want to go back to my punchline, which is it'll make it easier. It'll make things more efficient. But easier and more efficient, more often than not, does not does not end up in better. In this case, it does. Yeah, see, I don't, I, it, it might right now because mm-hmm. it's in a, because a small subset are using it and, and the work and effort that goes in to the setup and design of that. And, and this yeah. is where, th- this is where I talk, th- this is why presentation and storytelling, you've actually helped me cement that presentation and storytelling are distinctly different. Because, you know, one of the things that makes Martin Scorsese such a great storyteller, it's not what he gives you, it's what he doesn't give you. Yeah. He doesn't take you where you want to go. He takes you where he wants to take you. Why That's was right. the Sopran, why, why is the Soprano still the... Show of shows, and by the way, Mike, I enjoy. Um, I've been meaning to tell you this for a while,
2: uh, Yellowstone, um, but okay. I enjoy Yellowstone.
1: I, the, but first the, season, the first season, that, was how amazing. long did it
2: take you to watch? If the you first put, season was amazing, the second season, not so much. But the fact that you use Sopranos and Yellowstone, I was like, it I, was the first season, I was
1: like, oh my god, anyway. So, what David Chase, I mean, David really? Chase says, I don't care what you thought of the final episode, and
0: you know yeah. what god bless david chase he was right that well that was his art form think about like uh, tarantino yeah fiction but and, think about that he made a movie that started in the middle went into the beginning and when you got to the end it was halfway to the thing all those scenes it's almost like you could take the scenes and shuffle them up and throw them on the but, floor and you might get a linear linear movie would it be as effective i don't know
1: right but but then if someone comes along as many people have tried to do and said oh i see the, the tarantino formula i'm going to do the tarantino formula and you know what there's one tarantino yeah um and 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 so my my, my point is that there is a there is a structure to storytelling yes yes um, and and presentation is separate
0: it's, right
1: and presentation should be complementary.
0: they are it's like, it's see, like i don't the think they are most often it's like the architect to the carpenter The architect designs and lays out something beautiful and the carpenter sits down and and builds what what needs to create the emotion of the dream of the architect.
1: You know what? The reason I'm going to shoot anybody in the head if they show a picture of their London office (laughs) is because if someone's asking about their London office and I'm taking, if that's what you're talking about, then you really don't have anything relative to talk about. You know, and, And Mike, you've seen this. I'm effective at what I do because of what I don't give you, because because I am weaving it. You might be asking this question. And, and, and part of the problem is, and you put this in the hands of salespeople, someone asks the question and, and all of a sudden, bing, 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 here's the picture of our London office. Salesperson goes, oh, here's our London office. And guess what? My entire narrative is gone.
0: Well, remember, I wasn't leading with the London no, office. I, but doesn't, the London office was that ancillary thing that I didn't know the person was interested no, in. No, I, I understand. And because so that's they why we come asked, up- I could actually have the communication.
1: Artie, right, in our final minutes, let's hit on a couple of other things here okay. real quick. Um, what are the key elements? Because, because again, I know you. I mean, you're working with companies. You've got they've got large teams that put together beautiful design. They put you know they've got yeah you know well, tons of things to look we, and we understand. You know what it. shade of blue this that all those other theory. You know, um. So I've got a seven-person marketing department. Um, what, what, what should I be thinking about in terms of, um, I lo- by the way, love the, love the idea of the slide library, love the idea of, you know, the, the recall elements definitely see, you know, all, all that I'm on board. What are the key elements that we should be thinking about as we're putting our, our slides together? Love the idea of every slide is a scene. think that's a mm-hmm. great element to think about. Um, I know when I'm building my decks, initially I start off you know, with broad storyboards and I fill in in between, I think a lot yep. of people make a mistake that they, that they kind of build their deck from slide one to the last slide. I think try if to. you ever find yourself doing that, you made a mistake. Yeah. Um, right. But, but in, in terms of your experience, what are some of the key takeaways that people could get for how Social to make things their, that could help
0: them get forward is think of your last, presentations for the last 90 days, six months, whatever it might be, and collect them all in one place. The PowerPoints, your videos, your images, marketing material, things that are in there. Then kind of look at it as a whole and weed through the bullshit. Get rid of the duplicates. You, you know what I mean? You might find one executive bio that's perfect. Use that to duplicate it for the other executives that you need a slide for that might be relevant. Then structure. If your company was a book what are the four chapters it would be and what scenes, what, you know, presentations or what files would be in those chapters. Generally, this has already been organized on their public website. They organized their company. And once you've got that, that pile of files that you brought in, you start putting them in this their respective chapter and suddenly you start having a full story that's organized and almost curated. And from that you start working from, and it makes a big difference. Does your system dedupe slides? It recognizes them, puts them side by side, and you pick which one you, you think is the best, and then we move it to the publishing area. So you can drag everything in, and it'll show you all the slides. And if you put in my name, James, you would see 15 slides that are all the James bios that were in all the 30 presentations for the past six months and I can pick the best one and curate it and say could that's I, the one everyone's gonna use when they wanna talk about James. Could I, can I load in
1: 176 slide decks that I've done over the last seven yes. years and it will, without me typing in to look for something, it'll sort all the similar slides together. So I don't even remember that I did that slide and can see that I have five different versions that are slightly different.
0: We We do it with a couple of things not exactly just like that. We've got some tools we're working on that way. We hit duplicates when they're exact. We hit duplicates when it's the slide title, the content or speaker notes, Um, if the image is exact. So we have different points on it. Um, It'll get to that point where it'll do it for you. But at this point, we just, you could say, where's the James slide? Boom, there it is. Oh, great. Or I see a slide. I mean, I
1: hope people don't mind that I'm turning this into my own sales call. Um... but you're I'm pushing like,
0: the next stage of the product basically, but, but you're right. But there. I'm like,
1: I might, I might, I might pay whatever your fee is. I don't even know what it is, but I might pay whatever your fee is. If I can just, like, you know, for, for me, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any speaker notes in virtually into my slides. Um, mm-hmm.
0: We do that for you, by the way, that's one of the services we do. You do speaker, we learn, you do speaker notes. You do speaker notes. Well, we, if you drag it all in there, I will give you account people to just look at your stuff, weed through it, help you through it and point it out, let you come back and say, look at these, are your best slides this way. And here it is. And you can just pick it because as a business person onboarding, once you've got it published, you're going to be a good client going forward. And that's like the, the, the hardest hump to get over. It's like your room's a mess. No one likes to tell you to clean your room. Your slides are a mess. I'll help you clean your room. Shuffler will be your maid. And then do, do you like,
1: um, do, do you go through and find where it has the company name in there so that you don't miss it when yes. you're pulling it from one deck into another deck? Cause yes, I think I correct. have like 72 versions of one slide and I always, this, whatever we, deck we, I go to, it's always
0: that. the wrong version that has the wrong, the wrong stuff in it. That's the critic. One of the critical elements that goes through it. We have something called brand central that ensures colors, fonts, and logos so that when you type something, the fonts, right. You can't do it wrong. Can
1: and do so how about this i'm turning I'm, I'm violating my entire role i'm turning this into a commercial for you um <laughs>
0: do, do you that's because you're good
1: so so you know my, my favorite thing as as a, uh, you know when i come in and i say sales organizations my, my favorite story is always you know every company has the deck this yep. is my favorite you know, every it's the deck um and then you you know they have 35 salespeople, and you know oh no no it's the deck you no know, you don't need to order stuff because there's only one deck. it's the deck and then you find out there's
0: you know 86 versions. versions out there and they're right. all copying something from six months ago
1: right and they're pulling shit in from some or or they're you know they're all creating the their they, own whatever it might be or or so or, or i i saw one where this i i think they showed like it was a 28 percent over whatever and some rep was worried that like that didn't sound big enough so they changed the number <laughs>
0: Well, a lot of our clients are pharmaceutical companies. Where if you pull in a slide that says it's going to cure your headache, you better have the next slide that says your hair is going to fall out and your instant death's going to occur. And, and you're, you know, and so I
1: mean? you you so so you can enable so like you you can enable lockdown, et cetera. So yes. like,
0: yes, it's all permission. So certain slides are locked; you can't change cool. others that you can, and and you, you it allows you to do that. And so now that I've been t- placed, everybody and and brand management.
1: Now that I've enticed everybody,
0: where can they find out information about you and your product? You can find it at Shuffler, S H U F F L R R, and it's presentation management, and will help you make presentations easier for your entire company.
1: And if they wanna follow your thoughts, insights, wisdom, any any social media, any places for them to well, keep you can go to you.
0: Shuffler and find it. We have a podcast as well. It's called Presentation Hell. Where we interview other people that are our clients and have been through, and we go through details of what they've done, how they've gone through it, and try to share tips and and expertise to other people. Um, you can find that at PresentationHell.tv, but the core place is at Shuffler.com.
2: Mike, I'll give you the last question. Uh, no, it's been great. Um, the uh, you know. I, I paid quite a bit of attention to what you guys were doing i think it's i think it's awesome um so yeah hat's off very cool
0: what any parting thought james any parting thought um happy to be here this was a great conversation i love the emotion on your face by the way as we communicated i <laughs> uh, really made it made for a nice sports talk radio as you said and uh, you lived up to it so thank you
1: Thank you, James. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for joining us on the Black Line Podcast. Um, I guess our next episode, Mike, we're going to make up the episode that we skipped. We're going to talk about 2022 trends. So maybe we'll get 2022 trends in by 2023, maybe? I
2: think that's probably the goal.
1: Thanks for joining us, everybody. Until next time.